morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on what time you're tuning in. You are listening to the official SQL Audio Experience, a podcast dedicated to helping you become a better marketer. I'm your host, Brandon Mize. I'm here with my co-host, Matt Voss. And today, we are talking about the three things to remember when branding. That's a lot. That, that There are so many things that could be thought it's of, but three. we're going to do three it's, it's just three, Matt. Actually, there's the list is 115, and they all have sub points, but mm-hmm. I figured boiling it down to three main okay. points you would do get these, us further down the if road. If you do these three and only these three. Only these, yeah. Um, you're going to be a multimillionaire. We can't promise anything. No, we can't <laughs> promise anything. Disclaimer, <laughs> no promises. We are making direct statements of wealth generation from following these three. Okay tactics i i need to go grab something out of my lamborghini i'll be right back hold on a second oh wait we haven't executed these three elements yet forgot okay never mind got it we got to do this first and then we can become rich and famous okay perfect okay so let's go over those branding uh branding from brandon uh comment number one (laughs) branding from brandon that's a that's a that's an instagram account right there you, you, just get just get the username and okay. we'll keep it for something okay. special. All right, there we go. Brandon's branding, Brandon's branding. So this podcast might be a little bit more valuable to those who are starting out, starting a business, hoping to launch a new business. Maybe you have an existing business that you you got started on some let's just call it lower quality branding elements and you you didn't really map that out. You had an idea for the the service or the product you were providing, but you didn't spend too much time on brand and now that you are getting customers, you're realizing, mm-hmm. wow, if my brand was a little bit stronger, I could be doing a little bit better here and less time selling mm-hmm. and more time closing deals, which just means revenue for your business. So Hopefully this will be valuable to you. Uh, again, if you're extending product lines, this could also be valuable if you're needing to create some new packaging or materials, etc. Um, hopefully this is going to resonate. Some new element of your business. It, it doesn't have to be that you're a brand new business. It could be that you're extending your products or you have a new service or something like that. But you always have to come in with a approach of what is this as a brand, whether it's an individual item or the entire entity of the business. And that main element is the feeling that customers get when they either see your logo or they're walking in your store, whatever you want to call it. But that feeling is the thing that the brand needs to develop as as it evolves it's not just a physical space it's not just a product it's not just a service it is a living breathing thing that can change and evolve over time it can be something that grows and gets stronger it can be something that can get damaged so absolutely um, when you think about branding and developing it um, we we said that we had three things. Mm-hmm. Do we want? Can we identify maybe what those three things are, and then we can explore those? Well, the first thing for me, I would always start with an understanding of brand. I think you hit it right on the head, which is the feeling you get about that business, mm-hmm. right? So, my perception of Jack Daniel's whiskey. Mm-hmm. When I close my eyes and I'm thinking to myself, Jack Daniel's, it's going to resonate things much differently for me than it is for you mm-hmm. you know i grew up my you know my father loved jack daniels he, he drank it for like 20 something years <laughs> straight never touched another a, another brand so he was brand loyal in that sense but i get a, a lot of familiar 
you know, mm-hmm. types of resonation for that brand and what, what it means to me, what it, what, what it kind of have, has carved out in my mind, maybe way different for you. You may hate Jack Daniels. You may have never touched it, you know, <laughs> and, and you just, you, you run from sour mash whiskey, right? But think Coca-Cola, think Apple, you can do this experiment with so many mm-hmm. different brands is get two or three people together have them write down what the brand means and to them. And it's different for everybody. It's different, know? but there will be some similarities here and there. Mm-hmm. Coke is a great one, right? Coke is, whether it's the red color, whether it's the sweetness, whether it's all the marketing you've seen about community and love and, you know, excitement and all those things. Polar bears, yeah. Some of the <laughs> polar bears, exactly. <laughs> if it's, you know, wintertime, I guess it's going to start here soon. But mm-hmm. So there will be some similarities, and that's the key, right, in designing brand because it will become individualized by mm-hmm. your audiences. However, you need to start by carving out, man, what do I want people to feel mm-hmm. about my business? Mm-hmm. Whether that's what do they feel during the transaction? What are, what do they feel during the uh, service that I'm providing? Yeah. What do they feel now that it's been a year since they've, they've interacted with us? True. What do they feel on the lead up to closing that sale, converting them to becoming a customer? Mm-hmm. So thinking about, what that is, is probably the most important step that you can take. And a lot of small businesses who, again, are just, I got to get this business up and running. I've got all these yeah. other deadlines. Didn't have time to think about that. They don't have time yeah. to think about that. So I'm hoping we can help them yeah. through this podcast expedite that a little bit more. Right. Okay. So, so let's break it down to that first element of the feeling. Mm-hmm. How do we control that? Is there really a good way to control that? I mean, I I come into mind of thinking about the content that we can get people to consume because we're a content agency. Right. Um, When you're doing your more market research and Mm. you're digging deeper beyond uh, just the surface level of content creation, you're looking at what they've done in the past, what their customers are doing, what competitors are doing. So how do you kind of help tie all that together to help evolve and, and control what people feel? That's a very good question. And without getting into too much like data science and psychology, because that's really what we we kind of launch with, that's the SQL process, mm-hmm. is tying all that data together, implementing that psychology that we know works, whether people yeah. and audiences uh, want to believe that that's real or not. Color you know, palettes do matter. They mm-hmm. do make an impression on folks. Um, but I think what, what I like to start with is is helping people understand that, one, when it comes to content, you always want to differentiate, mm-hmm. but you don't want to differentiate to the point that it disrupts your brand, right? That feeling True. you're trying to yep. trying to emphasize. So first do an internal audit of your business and understand what is it that could be our strong point, our differentiation point. Mm-hmm. What about us is different? Do we want to be luxury? Do we want to be the affordable value play? Do we want to be accessible? Yeah. And inclusive, like what about our brand do we really want to emphasize? And then from there you can dial out what does that mean? So like let's just say you are you want to have the best customer service. Mm-hmm. That's the lowest hanging fruit. Sorry guys out there that, that <laughs> offer services, but if you're a service service provider and you believe that you're gonna have the best customer service, you need to one quantify that. What does that look like? Yeah. How do you actually measure that you have the best customer service? But mm-hmm. What is it about customer service you want the people to walk away with? Was it that you were friendly? Was it that you created confidence mm-hmm. from that customer? What is it about that customer service that 
that differentiated you from the pack. And that's what you kind of, that's what you weigh into. So if it's, you know, if it's something that is a little bit more expensive, you'll see brands that offer software or brands that offer a really high end product. They'll go towards calming colors to not make it feel pressured to make a decision. They'll go to much more clean aesthetics, meaning Mm -hmm. not busy, not a whole lot of branding elements because they want you to feel in control of Mm -hmm. making this really high ticket value purchase. So you've got to think about those things. If you are, Again, going in some of those other directions, you want to be the value-based, you want to be the accessible company. Yeah, Those are feelings that you begin with, and then you can write out all the feelings and the variations of those feelings yep. that you want your ideal customer to have when they interact with you. So somewhat level of control uh, and some not. Some that you're basically just planting some seeds in a subliminal way. Yep. You know, there's, there's so many different factors that you can utilize to try to encourage components of how someone perceives your brand uh, versus the actual hard tangible physical elements Mm -hmm. of you know what is what does my store look like what does my logo look like you know those those all tie into an experience of what a customer feels and Mm -hmm. so uh, they're very uh, flexible because they can be changed over time and they can evolve you know you you mentioned several big brands earlier and Mm -hmm. they have all over time evolved into different logos, different looks, different product design. Yep. Uh, but when it comes to feeling, you know, I think the, one of the biggest companies that comes to mind for me is Disney. Mm. Um, and that ties into a lifetime experience. And that customer lifetime experience is something that is, is definitely not an overnight uh, journey and it no. takes a lot of time. But when, when I'm talking about Disney, you think about something that you have as a, as a childhood experience, consuming their media, visiting their product, playing their games, uh, their stores, their theme parks, whatever. That's a childhood experience. And then as you grow, for myself, I'm now in the age where I have a son and he's experiencing this content. So I'm experiencing a plethora of emotions just dealing with one brand. I'm ex- I'm hearkening back to my own experiences and now I'm tying it to an experience that I'm sharing with another while also getting to view mm-hmm. someone else starting to get an experience with this brand. And it's like, it's just this swell of emotions. And that, I mean, that's what a lot of brands are going to aspire to is to, to have that Disney level quality experience when it comes to a feeling of brand. Uh, it, it's something that they have lots of employees spending (laughs) lots of time everything from the smell in the park to the feeling that you have with a toy like so many different aspects and we can learn from that and that's what we're trying to do in this in this podcast episode is trying to learn from the players that we've both seen as customers ourselves Mm -hmm. and then also people that we've helped uh, to develop and allow that to kind of transpire and be able to be valuable information. So when you're looking at as a brand and you're trying to evolve yourself and grow that feeling of a brand, just take into consideration what is a customer doing with your brand as a lifetime experience. You know, just think about it on a surface level of what, when a customer first engages with my product, what is that experience? That's going to cement that feeling that they're going to get. And then you can then control after that initial engagement uh, happens, you can kind of control how they continue to feel and develop and grow with your brand. Let's move on to number two. What would the second item here be? So the second one is how we maybe get into design. 
So mm-hmm. I think um, choosing a name, right? So when businesses get started, it depends on you know what industry they're in, but choosing a name is difficult. It was yeah. difficult for us mm-hmm. in branding sequel. I mean, yeah. we went back and forth on a lot of different names, a lot of different iterations, uh, and at you know at the very end of it, we landed on an understanding of a feeling, mm-hmm. a concept that we wanted to establish in the minds of our potential customers. So yep. you're starting with that feeling and then you're moving into design phase of bringing that feeling to life. And yes. that starts with usually a name followed up by a logo. Mm-hmm. And then normally that opens the door to color palettes that opens the door to graphical elements. Uh, if you're physical location, you're talking about sales material and collateral, mm-hmm. um, you know, store hangs if you have a brick and mortar right your marketing retail design so that design is normally what people will try and jump straight to so i would make sure that (laughs) you know if you're listening to this podcast you have started with step one yeah design is step two that is not where you're trying to figure everything out you're not trying to figure out what your your the feeling you want your customers to have during the design phase that Mm -hmm. should have already been taken care of and designing from that is how do we embody what we have said is the feeling we want to showcase and how do we protect that through the design yes, phase? I think true. that's a, that's a Don't point lose where sight of it. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people will lose sight. They'll see something interesting one day, you mm-hmm. know, they'll see a, a, a couple of drafts at a brand logo on a Wednesday and they'll be like, Oh, they're so excited. They sleep on it on Monday. They can't stand what they're looking at. Yeah. Right. Um, but the whole time you do that, you've got to protect what you've said is the feeling. Mm-hmm. So if you're talking about something that's very calming, right, something that's very clean and you have a very angular, yeah. thick logo, you've you've gone in the, in the opposite direction. And a lot of people don't have an eye for that design-wise. Yeah. So I would certainly encourage you to do your own internal research, even if that's only friends and family that you're starting out with, For sure, show it to as many people as you can show them, you know, versions of it, show them comparisons versus something else. Mm-hmm. Get as much feedback as you can, because although your friends and family might not be your purchasers in the future, they, they are a market research in a way. And I would certainly encourage you to do that. So yeah, as you're true. developing that, that content, um, you know, play it off some people, see what they think. But don't get too stuck in the weeds with, um, like you said, on a Monday and then a Wednesday. And it's like, don't get too stuck in the weeds. I'm terrible it, at that. It I'm definitely at. is a feeling. And you don't want to be caught in your feelings of mixed emotions of getting getting uh, sick of something. Just because you're, you're engaged with it all day, every day, doesn't mean that your customer is. So they're not going to have that same experience that you are. So be, be, be wary of that. Don't get stuck in the weeds and don't get lost. Don't also don't feel like you have to do so much market research. Yes. Ask peers or mm-hmm. compare it against others and, and actually do something about it. Don't just design it yourself in a box and yeah. then release it and then have no information, but don't yeah. feel like you have to do this deep market research and ask so many people sometimes the more opinions you get the more it just runs you in circles and you don't you definitely don't want to waste time doing that and you can not waste the time by just remembering what that number one was that feeling that you wanted people to have and that that is your core principle of who you are as a brand and when you're doing the design just remember that that is uh something that always needs to tie back to that first element so um bringing it around to the third item. Uh, once we've got that feeling, we know what we're doing and we've, we've got that, got that design and that aspect. Um, what are we going to move on to? 
So I think the final one is echoing what you have, one, created as the feeling or distinguished as your feeling, two, you have produced into design elements, a name, a logo, Mm -hmm. your marketing collateral, colors, etc., and three is echoing that into your sales process Hmm. and or how you interact with your audiences. So for us, we interact for our clients a lot in digital spaces, right? Social Mm -hmm. media, uh, digital platforms, content that we develop. So how are we echoing that? And that Mm -hmm. becomes a messaging phase, right? So we talked about a feeling phase, Mm -hmm. a practical design Design, phase. And the third one really is about messaging. How are we echoing that and keeping that feeling alive and burning mm-hmm. as we interact and engage with our with our audience? So, so yeah, that's the third one. <laughs> okay. Well, and and that that comes to around to knowing who you are um, as an agency or company or business, whatever mm-hmm. your uh, individual outlet for marketing. Knowing what your pillars of service or knowing what your pillars of product are and that's kind of that can help you with that messaging aspect is you you have your brand and here's the things that we don't deviate from. Right. So just kind of having that messaging aspect of how do we clearly communicate the message of the product of the of the brand as a whole while keeping in mind those first two aspects of what is that feeling that you want to and 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 not feel like you're going to pull away from that aspect of that just because you have a pillar of let's just call it let's say a service like you're a real estate agent you mm-hmm. know your 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 goal is to get a customer a property something that they're wanting and all of that is based around your service as customer service is number 1 and that feeling that they have that when they engage with you is that it should not deviate as a whole brand that you know one day they feel like oh you're you know you're not really connected with them as a customer and some days you are that's going to really muddy the waters and that pulls away from that feeling that they have but how can messaging be i mean there's so many different ways that messaging can apply it's just really dependent upon the business but Mm -hmm. is there kind of a fundamental element to messaging that that will help businesses remember regardless as to kind of their their field that they're in Yes and no. Like you said, it it really depends on the type of business. But Mm -hmm. I will say that if you can embody that messaging authentically, meaning you're not, it's not becoming part of your sales phraseology. It is, it is embodied through things that are sometimes intrinsic, Mm -hmm. sometimes things that are never spoken about. Like for instance, I go to a barbershop downtown um, and that barbershop is built around this historic presence. It's in a very historic building. Mm-hmm. Everything in it looks like it's straight out of, you know, the 1920s. Hot towels, you know, they're making their own shaving cream. And, <laughs> you know, uh, what should take 15 minutes as a haircut is like an hour-long experience. Yeah. But all the things that they're doing that they built into that full service that you get while you're there are building the messaging on their behalf, which yeah. is we are the authentic barbers in town. We are, you know, echoing from the past of what's great about going in and getting a shave at a barber shop. Yeah. We are bringing all these things to life, but we're not sitting there talking to you. The, the, the gentleman that is actually, you know, shaping up my beard or, or cutting my hair, he's not sitting here telling me how great they are from, you yeah. know, how they're emphasizing techniques from the past. He's not spilling that out or, yeah. or beating me down with it. So as you're developing content, or you're designing what the experience is for your brick and mortar, Mm -hmm. or if you have sales reps that go out into the field, as you're designing around that, your messaging doesn't always have to be vocal. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be in sales collateral. It can be 
what did they walk away with saying, wow, that was different? Mm-hmm. That's, that's a very, um, I think that was a great example because you literally get so enwrapped in this experience mm-hmm. that you, A, as a customer, forget that you're, you know, they're, that they're even that you even forget there's a brand existence in process that's working right you're just enjoying the process uh going through it right um which is ultimately kind of the goal that you want when it comes to brand you think of um i'll use the 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 most superficial non like non tangible brand that that comes to my mind is supreme mm-hmm. um they put their logo on a brick and sold the brick. I don't even remember what the price was on that brick, but it's like we're literally banking on the fact that our name mm-hmm. is the thing that creates something to sell. Yeah. And while that is very uncommon, it right. is a the factor of what it does comes into play of yes, that feeling you have about being, you know, enwrapped in a brand mm-hmm. or an experience mm-hmm. that is part of a part of what the whole process is of being a customer. So when you're thinking about for your business, the different aspects of a brand for you developing as a, as an aspect for the customer experience is literally where it's, where the foundation is on that. And always remembering what the customer experiences in each step of the process. Mm -hmm. Um, even once they're done, they have a memory of what that experience was like. So there's different ways to control what a customer feels about your brand and it's it's sometimes it's hard to control the entire process but there are definitely some major tent poles that that are some aspects that you can do for your brand to be able to help drive that map if you will of how a customer engages and experiences your brand um but don't get always so caught up into that because um you know like you said with the barbershop the barbershop's not telling you how great they are. They're not reminding you about the name of the barbershop while you're sitting in the chair. Focus on the customer experience. When they're your customer, you don't need to be upselling all the time. You don't need to be, you know, reminding them about your your ability to help, you know, go tell your friends and family. That's, it's, it's just, that's not part of the process. Let the customer enjoy their moment of where they are being your customer. Yeah. Um, and, and I know that's kind of intangible and I feel like I'm saying a lot of nothing here, but it's, it's really <laughs> no. tied to having that aspect of the customer being allowed to enjoy being a customer of your business. No, you're, 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 you're hitting on it and it's perfect because there is an ROI to branding and most business owner operators, they, they don't understand that mm-hmm. ROI. But, um, if I could whittle it down into something that everyone knows about, which is kind of like word of mouth advertising, mm-hmm. right? The better the brand experience someone has, the more likely they are to talk about that experience with someone yeah. else who then could potentially become your customer. So there are ways to track ROI to this, but in the long run, you just need to create the most authentic process start mm-hmm. to finish for your business and allow that process, that authenticity of who you are, mm-hmm. that whether business is good or bad, yep. eyes closed, you know, <laughs> chewing gum, walking at the same time, you can always repeat that process yep. naturally. Then it's going to it's gonna, it's going to echo and it's going to show up in the work and your execution sure. and and the experience that they have. So, well, as a business, keep in mind uh, as before we let you go, keep in mind for you um, just. If you look at as yourself as a business and you say, who 
exemplifies that process for me that I want as a business owner to model. And it doesn't have to be a competitor. It can be mm -hmm. a totally different field. Just keep in mind, what is it that, that you feel that business is doing right? Yep. And like for me, when I said Disney earlier, it was like, what aspect of that is kind of comparable to what I would want to be part of my own business? So mm -hmm. just kind of examine who's doing it right in your mind that's creating an experience that you would want to exemplify in your own business. Find the, the similarities, find the commonalities to where you can actually learn from that. So always just be, uh, always be having a mindfulness of what's, what's something that you're experiencing that you really enjoy that, that you want to help bring over to, into your brand. Um, you can learn so much just from keeping your eyes and ears open at all times when you're, when you're thinking about your brand. Uh, always be developing, always be work focused on that customer experience and, uh, yeah. Anything else before we let them go? You know, I would just say if you if you need some inspiration, you need somewhere to go look, I would tell you to go look at luxury uh, product providers. So, you know, you're, you can go in fashion, Prada. You can go in tech, Apple. Mm -hmm. uh, you can go in, you know, automotive, uh, Jaguar. You know, look at some of these folks that they don't really market the product. They mm -hmm. market the experience of how exclusive the buying process is, For sure. yeah. um, the status symbol of having some of these things. So look at what they're doing and, and see if there's a way that you, you know, maybe a light bulb clicks for you and you're Absolutely. just like, oh, wow, this would be so easy to do for my brand. So yeah. I would say take a look at some of those folks and compile a list and then get to work. Well, thanks so much for joining us on this episode. Uh, we hope that you'll like and subscribe. Whatever platform that you're watching, listening to, Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. See you later.